0: Today on the podcast, we talk about supplemental income in the COVID era, as well as rejection and how we deal with it. We also introduce a new segment called Five Good Minutes. Thanks for joining us. Here we go.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Creatively Speaking Podcast. I'm Lindsay Poyer here with Daniel Azada, and this is episode five. What's up, Daniel?
0: Uh, just chilling, staying out of uh, COVID's way. You know how it goes.
1: You you know how it goes. That old song and dance. you know how we
0: do. I, <laughs> I lost track of where I am now. I can't remember if I'm in week five or six of quarantine. It's starting to get to a point where it's like whatever.
1: Honestly, same.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna start going by my mustache length. Of, like, how much time I've been in quarantine. She's <laughs> <Just laughs> like, oh, I, I've i been in quarantine for about one inches now.
1: <laughs> I'm going to do um height changes. Except it's going to be constant the whole time. Yeah. So You're going
0: to stand in the doorway, have Eric mark your height, and he's like, well, still nothing. <laughs>
1: still nothing. It's November. Still wow, nothing. I
0: guess it's you're all just quarantine. been the same week. <laughs> hmm You so can do that before. Well, you can do the the measuring thing for um, Wilfred, your puppy.
1: That's true. I think he's um, pretty big now, truly. Like, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, you look bigger. Like, he might be double the size. I (laughs) don't know exactly how big he's. He's becoming a man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right right in front of your eyes. Cherish the time that you have. He's going to start getting acne and hate you and (laughs) sneak out of the house with his friends. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's gonna start smoking cigarettes we're gonna uh, have to have a talk vapes. he's gonna vape He's gonna, like a, vape, a, a vape
0: that looks like a bone so it like hides it right in front of your face
1: man teenagers these days
0: hate them hate them, <laughs> hate them uh, but like
1: love them it's like a weird <laughs> thing <laughs>
0: Yeah. so what have you been up to this past week I know it's probably not very eventful but we're something to talk about
1: uh, well, uh, me and my cousin did end up doing that FaceTime shoot. Oh yeah. So that was pretty cool, honestly, cause well, okay. Like the photos aren't like amazing because they're just like iPhone screenshots,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but the actual act of doing like the FaceTime shoot felt just as stimulating as like doing a real shoot. You know what I mean?
0: No, I don't cause they haven't tried it, but I believe you.
1: <laughs> but I, but I <laughs> believe you. Like we got yeah. off the phone and I was like so happy like I felt like we were actually hanging out and like making something together um cool so I mean I if I were you guys I'd try it out just just for the feeling just for the feels
0: I it took me just until this week to figure out like how people were doing that it's just screenshots
1: yep because I was (laughs) thinking like
0: what the heck are they is like because this one photographer um that I follow on Instagram I think his name is like Elias Sobey or something he's like from Europe, lives in Europe, I think, and um, so he he kind of was on that whole FaceTime photo shoot thing, like, the first week of quarantine, like, pretty quick,
1: Man,
0: he kind of, like, got the trend going, Um, and I was thinking to myself, like, how is he, these look good, how is he doing that? Is he, like, just taking pictures of the screen with his camera and cropping it, or or what?
1: Well, Uh, like, When I was first introduced to it, I was thinking that maybe the person that you're shooting has a camera. So you're directing them on like how to set up the shot and then they send you the rods after. But yeah, it's literally screenshots though.
0: (laughs) I saw again, like one of my friends did that and she had, I think, uh, I'm assuming uh, her her roommate was like holding up the phone and then like uh, then the person on the photographer. On his end was taking the screenshots himself and so she kind of had like an assistant photographer in a sense in her roommate who was just kind of like holding the phone up for her
1: um
0: so it's it's hey, that interesting was the
1: biggest roadblock was trying to find ways to prop up the phone in the right way so having that assistant mm, right so clutch
0: make sure you get credit give credit to him uh
1: yeah, uh other than that, um I got the month subscription of Creative Live. So I've been Holla watching boy. hours of content. Yeah. <laughs> Holla. And also I went to Home Depot and got some like yard supply stuff. Our backyard is like atrocious. It's just taken oh, over yeah. by weeds and stuff. So we right. have all these like lawn bags and stuff. We're gonna get our weeds on and nice hopefully transform the backyard to be like a cool space
0: mm-hmm. what have you been up what, to was it, it wasn't a cool space before
1: oh no no it's seriously it is spooky
0: <laughs> what <laughs> right now. well what about last summer like when I went over there what was it was it just like a housewarming party was that why you had yeah, that, that party?
1: yeah yeah that's what that was um yeah no that was spooky too <laughs> Didn't you see all the weeds just devouring everyone's uh, existence?
0: No, see, that's not something I remember from that. I and I don't know if that's a guy thing that we just don't notice that kind of stuff. Like when people are like, oh, don't, don't mind my house. It's a, a huge mess right now. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I really yeah. don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, that's yeah. always funny when you enter someone's house and they're like so self-conscious. Don't look at yeah, it. It's, it's like, a mess. And it's like sparkling clean, too. Like, right. Like
0: there's like one shoe out of place or something. And that's it. <laughs> um, but to answer your question about what I was doing, I, it didn't get lost. I heard it. Um, God, see, this is the kind of thing like when someone asks like how your weekend was and you have to remember your weekend.
1: You're just suddenly like, like oh, did man, I do their, anything? Their it must have been like
0: pretty crazy if they can't remember their weekend. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, classes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I really can't remember. I remember Parks and Rec, blips of Parks and Rec. I remember that, <laughs> little blurs of that. And then uh, I just started uh, recently the um, the show on HBO – uh, called The Righteous Gemstones with Danny McBride and Adam Devine.
1: I love and, Danny McBride.
0: Uh, yeah, Danny McBride. He plays so a really good, like, deplorable human being. <laughs> 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 and I guess, like, in real life, he's, like, the kindest, nicest person. Uh, <laughs> but he always plays, like, the douchiest characters, but he's really good at it. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty funny show. Um, I recommend it. It is not family-friendly, wow. so if you're living with children, uh, be advised. Have but, you seen uh, Eastbound
1: Eastbound and Down with him?
0: I watched uh I think like the first episode, but I I think at that time I was watching so many other shows for the first time that I just like couldn't fit another one in, so I kind of just put it on the back burner.
1: Fine. But,
0: but that's yeah, I know that's kind of that. how he <laughs> got his like popularity was from that show.
1: Yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: I don't doubt it. Uh, there's another like kind of baseball show um, called Brockmire and it's on like the IFC network and it's pretty much like a similar thing where it's just like the worst kind of person in sports um, but he plays a disgraced like announcer like <laughs> like what, what Tom Hamilton would be to like the Indians and he had like a like a breakdown during a game and his like wife cheated on him and he was like saying all this crazy stuff on, like, a live televised game, and they, like, fired him, and now he's, like... And then he moved to, like, Singapore or something and was, like, into drugs and all this crazy (laughs) stuff, and he's trying to make his way back to the big leagues through a, like, small-town local um, minor league team that, like, no one's ever heard of, and that's on, like, the brink of bankruptcy, and it's just funny. Uh, So I would also recommend that. I think it's on Netflix or Hulu. But... Yeah, that's what I've been up to. I really hadn't done any shoot. Well, actually, I did do some shooting. I went to uh, a walk at Edgewater. I I took my bandana mask the other day and just brought my camera. Maybe I'd just take some pictures of, I don't know, the landscape or whatever I saw from a distance. So I just had my... um, 80 millimeter like lens on so I can kind of get kind of close to subjects without actually breaking the six feet rule. So just kind of like some street shots, but at the beach.
1: Ooh, love it. And also I'm picturing you with a bandana mask. It's like Coachella lives on.
0: (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Burning man. Like I'm in, uh, in the desert and just like my leather, like assless chaps or something with a bandana
1: (laughs) (laughs) a mood, a whole mood
0: we apologize for the imagery there's going to be some disturbing dreams tonight Um, I've also, oh one thing too I I started doing like um, utilizing the slow-mo video feature on my phone and like pairing that with uh, songs to properly convey the mood and that's been fun so I might do that more
1: I saw that on your story. You had the waves, some band of horses going.
0: Yeah, that was calming. A calming <laughs> video. I've, I got a couple people who said that, and I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm going to keep watching. <laughs> 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 and, uh, so who knows? I might get yeah, all the way is. back into the video by the time this all is over with. But don't hold your breath. Um, <laughs> so that was my week in recap. The, from what I can remember but oh, um,
1: I have another thing to add into my my week recap um right, I finally tried whipped coffee and it's been a life-changing experience I really didn't want to get on the trend because mm-hmm. it sounded so gross like it's, <laughs> it's literally equal parts sugar as it is instant coffee like that's so weird but 50. I was like yeah 50 50. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to try this, I'm going to go to Phoenix Coffee, get some of their instant coffee because it's probably going to be like like really good. So I tried it and now I'm obsessed and I've probably spent $30 on instant coffee in the past week.
0: My God. Okay. So I
1: know I know I'm like embarrassed, but it's so good.
0: One question and that's all. Um, so does it take more of like the instant coffee beans or powder or whatever? I don't know, I I don't drink coffee, so I have no idea how it works. But does that take more to make the whipped coffee, like more of the beans or whatever you you need to make it?
1: Well, it's 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 still like the normal amount, only two tablespoons of the, I guess, grounds, (laughs) the instant coffee grounds. Oh, so okay. it, it's not it's not much I mean that's like you know like two cups of coffee usually mm-hmm. and for me it makes me like two glasses of this whipped coffee
0: all right all right
1: so but I'd it's say like enough. pretty it's, equal I just,
0: yeah I know nothing of coffee no. uh, I, I'm more recently a new tea drinker in the last like three months so I was uh, going to well, say,
1: I thought that you weren't a coffee or tea person. And then recently you were like, oh, I have to go downstairs and like grab my tea. And I was just thinking like, what?
0: Like, Since who when? <laughs> who Daniel? What do you do with <laughs> who him? am I on
1: the phone with? Ugh. I don't even know oh, him.
0: Um, I started drinking tea at the end of December. Um, So there you go. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. These almost, are the kind of uh, updates I want and need.
0: <laughs> well, it was almost like an unofficial New Year's resolution that I didn't resolve to do in twenty twenty. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of surprises. You you never you never know what I'm gonna do. Um <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. So that shot we can recap, boys and girls. I'm gonna throw it to uh, a cool new segment that we're gonna do, and uh, we'll get down to the nitty gritty of the podcast. This is five good minutes. Five good minutes.
1: Um, I I want to use my five minutes to talk about um, just like a funny, awkward shoot.
0: Do it, do it. Uh, yeah, funny, st- funny story it. vibes. Got my pop.
1: Okay, so I don't know about you, Daniel. Have you ever had a language barrier with a shoot where your client didn't speak any English?
0: Um, yeah, like, little English. She was from, I think, Croatia. She spoke good enough English, but there were some things that I would say that would kind of be overhead, like, just sayings that we take for granted. It was actually, like, kind of fun, though, because I could explain <laughs> where those came from and, like, different wordings for certain things, so... But that was pretty much about it.
1: Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my shoot, um, it was a girl who was visiting from the Dominican Republic. She was go- coming to Cleveland on business. And she like wanted to get some photos while she was here. because She is a blogger. So she reached out mm-hmm. to me to have a photo shoot. And I'm like, hell yeah. Um, she, yeah, she spoke very little English. So it was kind of like hilarious. It felt like I was playing charades with her like nice <laughs> on, like how to pose and like where we should go and stuff like that it was just like mm-hmm. the most hilarious experience ever and then a month later she actually comes back to Cleveland on business again so she like wants to shoot again and
0: so much business I, going on in Cleveland. so much
1: so much business happening and I mean I didn't really know what she like Did for a living like why she was like here on business but she gives me this like address to go to and I'm like okay um all right it 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 leads me to like a gated community so I'm like oh okay how do I get in here Uh (laughs) I like give her name at the door they like let me in I'm like interesting all right I like pull into the driveway it is like this super nice like bougie house in a gated community i'm like i don't know what we're shooting today because our Mm -hmm. last shoot was like totally like blogger style like it was a bunch of like pictures at like the arcade in cleveland and rising star and like i don't even know
0: so she didn't even communicate like what she wanted you guys didn't have like food board or anything like that beforehand
1: nothing like that it was just like here's the time here's the place like
0: like you're a a special agent or something like
1: yeah, I like walked in Speaking. knowing nothing. So I had like, you know, like a flash on me. I had like a couple lenses like cuz I was just like I don't know when I'm what I'm in for. So I like pull up and she wasn't there. Like it was like another like <laughs> woman opened the door who was also uh-huh. from the Dominican Republic. So I tried mm-hmm. to like explain like who I am and like did I park okay and yeah. And stuff
0: Hola, like that. Yeah, <sighs>
1: <laughs> And she's basically, like, come on in and, like, gives me a glass of wine. And so I'm just, like, chilling in this beautiful, like, marble house. Like, it is gorgeous interior. With, like, Mm -hmm. a glass of wine, the woman who answered the door for me Disappears as soon as she gave me the wine. Like she's like (laughs) getting ready for something. She's like, goes to her room and starts getting ready. And I'm like, eh. Uh, So I'm just in this really fancy kitchen drinking wine, not taking any photos. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be taking photos of. Like I got to wait for the girl that hired me. Mm -hmm. And this is supposed to be an hour long shoot. She's paying like per hour. So it's like the time starts ticking. It's like 45 minutes in. I am like, Uh honestly like super tipsy at this point oh my god <laughs> because well I'm just like a lightweight let's go oh, all right and she, <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> like how, how are you just like going through bottles
1: yeah and so then she she finally comes in and she's in with like her business partner who's this girl that I actually met at their last shoot so okay. like she enters with her like business partner and apparently what they wanted me to do or what they want me to do is take photos of the house because they uh, did the interior design of it. So I'm like, Oh, that's kind of sick, but they weren't done with the, with the project. So they came in like very like rushed and like had all these things that they like needed to change about the interior. Like they were like, you can't take any photos yet. Like we have to do this and this and this. And it's like, okay. So I'm just, again, sitting there for so long, probably an hour and a half. And again, it's like, I was only supposed to be here for an hour uh, Mm -hmm. and they're still not ready for me to take photos. Like, Oh my God, it was so intense. And so then they finally like set up like everything. So I just like rush and start taking photos. I end up, I'm there for like three hours and they actually gave me a a huge tip because uh, I think, I think they took out a certain amount of like American dollars and we're just like, let's just use all of our American dollars. Like, so we don't have any left over, you know? So they gave me, like, a huge uh-huh. tip. But it was just, like, such a fiasco. I'm just, like, honestly drunk taking these photos. Like, just, like, what's going on? Where am I?
0: Uh, so many questions. But if I ask them all, we'd go over five good minutes. But um, I'll say one thing, and then I'll have one question. Right. Uh, when I worked with uh, Apple, I always I had an app called Say Hi And that was a translation app Um, and it's, we preferred it over Google um, translate because Google translate like archives your conversations. Like there's no like-
1: Oh, that's weird. You
0: know, personal like privacy or whatever. Um, So that always helped me working at the location that i was working at because you go up to someone they totally you know you just assume that they're american and they speak english and all of a sudden they just speak nothing but like russian or you know they just speak like mandarin whatever and that helped always like or that app always bailed me out um for those situations second
1: that's good to know
0: yeah and secondly uh how did you communicate with them like mainly? If they were running late, you would assume that uh, if you that they would kind of like let you know or say like hey, we're x amount of time away. We're running a little so, bit late.
1: So she would talk to me a little bit on WhatsApp. Okay, um, that's what I was thinking. So she at first was talking to me via email and then had me download WhatsApp because it was easier for her. So I'm guessing that maybe she would translate the things that she wanted to tell me and then message me it. Cause she was like texting me on WhatsApp in English, but she, <laughs> yeah, she was pretty slow about it though. Cause I don't know if she had, like if she was able to like use it off of Wi-Fi like when she was off of wifi. So uh, I was yeah. not getting these updates. Like I was like totally gonna like leave like after this hour, <laughs> you know, right. if she hadn't right. have, like come in.
0: But... Okay. That answers that.
1: Very interesting.
0: (laughs) It was a good five minutes, Lindsay. Thank you for that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That's that's
0: why it's called Five Good
1: Minutes.
0: (laughs) Um, My five good minutes is, it won't take five minutes. It's just like something like really quick. And some episodes, it'll be funny anecdotes like yours. Some episodes, it'll just be mini rants. (laughs) Today, it's a mini rant. Um, Let's get it. it, it, Yeah, it just circles around, you know, don't apologize for the uh, equipment that you can afford um, when you're, like, starting out. And people are probably thinking that, like, yeah, I'm relating this to photography, but it could go for any um, art realm that you dabble in, I guess. Um, But from my perspective, you know, uh, even people that I encounter at our like events over the past year, um, you know, just having conversation and then they like show me like the camera is like, Oh, it's just, you know, this or like a Canon rebel, whatever model it is. And I'm like, well, why are you saying just like, your camera has more technology in it than what the cameras had, you know, like 50 years ago, if you go into, um, a museum and you see like an amazing photo, Framed all nice, all professional, and you're just like in awe of that picture, Um, I can guarantee you that that photo um, was taken on a camera that didn't have the technology that all cameras have, even in our phones. And I think like too many people are ashamed of what they have when they start because mainly they can't afford like, I don't know, the most expensive ones or whatever they see their favorite photographers or artists using. Um, whether it's, like, Canon, Sony, Fuji, whatever it is, and they just see their camera that they either got themselves saving up their money or got as a gift from, like, a parent or loved one who really didn't know how to, like, research for them. Maybe it wasn't their camera that they would have chosen themselves, but it's a free camera, so what are you going to do? So there's nothing to apologize for. You can create anything um, good with the cameras that they've been making over the last, like, whatever, like 10 years, um, God, it's 2020. <laughs> I was thinking like 10 years ago was like 2000. What the hell? I'm getting uh. old. Um, so that's just it. Um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of, uh, culture out there on YouTube, social media where people are just kind of swinging their new gear and other people's faces like a big dick or something. And it's just creating people's or, turning people's mindset into, oh, I got to have, like, this and that and, like, the best there is and, like, got to save up for this lens that uh, I wouldn't never really use or be practical because I'm not a um, a nature photographer or, like, a sports photographer. Why do I need this huge, like, you know, 80 to 300 or 400, like, lens or whatever it is? Um, but it looks cool on the camera. You know what I'm saying? So you can make art with anything you don't need to have the most expensive stuff so that's my little five good minute rant
1: I love it yeah so that was a good rant and yeah I, yeah, I feel like I, I notice stuff like that all the time too where like even like friends of mine will be like oh well like I can't take that good of a photo because like this is the camera that I'm using and like you're using this camera so like that's why like your stuff looks like that and it's like That's not true. I mean, like, it's all about, like, angles and lighting and, like, using what you have to the best of its ability. And it's, like, it's, like, hurtful to yourself to think of things like that. To think, like, oh, like, this is the reason why, like, my work isn't as good as it could be. It's, like, no, like, you can make your work, like, amazing no matter what kind of gear you have.
0: Yeah, and all viewfinders see the same thing when you look through them. It's your eye that changes the the perception of what the photo is going to look like. So um, that'll do it for our first five good minutes. We want to talk to you about Creatively Speaking Mailbag, which is something exciting that we'll also implement in the podcasts in, of the near future. Hey, we want to hear from you, so we'd like to introduce the Creatively Speaking Mailbag. Here's how you can write to us and make it on the show. Write to... Hello. speaking at gmail.com. We want to hear your awkward shoot stories, how a collaboration turned into a real friendship or any other questions you might have, anything and everything. Each episode will read at least one item from the mailbag. Remember that's hello dot at gmail.com and you can be featured on an episode. Now back to the podcast.
1: And we're back. So over the last few days, um, we've put up some questions on Instagram stories and on Twitter about, you know, how some of you guys have managed to make it, like supplemental income during COVID. And if you, if you guys listening are like, what the heck is supplemental income? It is just an alternative way that you've been able to make money. Um, so we've actually got some creative responses uh, so I think this could be helpful to some of you guys looking to <laughs> to keep on making money right now because I, this time is really weird. Um, so to start... More
0: money, more problems. What?
1: More money, more problems. <laughs> yes, we actively want you guys to have more problems. So that's why we're sharing this segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so a couple of things that that I've been doing so far is I mean I've done a sponsored blog post on my like portfolio website, so um, I, that could be you know reaching out to like a brand like a, maybe a local brand even that you think could benefit from having exposure on your website. Um, so that's like an option. Um,
0: Wait, Lindsay sponsor- can I ask the question. Yes. Uh, so by sponsor, like what is the trade there? Like, are you saying like, Hey, I'll take pictures of your product. If you gave them to me, wait, no, it's not a trade because this is supplemental.
1: Yeah, no, it's not a trade. So it's, uh, being paid for a blog post. Okay. So maybe they have like something that they're trying to promote right now. Like, like who I did it with on my website is a place called basic invite. So they do like wedding, save the dates and like prints, things like that. Um, so it was, it worked for my website because I'm doing a lot of promotions of like wedding photos and a lot of my blog has to do with like full sets of like wedding photos that I've taken. So this Mm -hmm. like felt pretty on brand. So they had like some talking points that they wanted me to get through and, and yeah. Um, so that, um, I, the next one is kind of similar. It's sponsored photos on instagram but this i have like a resource that you guys can use um there's a website called social native so they have a whole list of brand campaigns that are going on right now so you can apply to any of them um there's actually a really great one going on for mother's day with zales so they yeah zales jewelry okay so they, like, pay you and you also get, like, free product and and you get a chance to, you know, practice jewelry photos if that's something that you're interested in doing. Um, some other ideas that we've gotten have been selling prints of your work. Um, our friend Manda at Amanda X MandaXRenee uh, said that she's been um, making a decent amount on selling prints. So that's awesome. Congrats, Amanda. Um, Another idea is selling clothing or unused photo equipment or props and you can do that on your stories, Poshmark, Depop, eBay even. Um, And then another idea that I thought was really creative was um, so promoting booking shoots for later dates but like having fun incentives like oh if you like book a shoot with me um I'll be donating a percentage of the proceeds to the Global Giving Coronavirus Relief Fund. So this is what our friend Zania, who is at Zania Amazing, has been doing. And um, I thought that was super creative because um, that will definitely get people to who maybe aren't thinking about booking a shoot to be like, oh, you know, there's going to be a time when things are back to normal and this is like a good cause and could maybe make the world get back to normal sooner. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I thought
1: all these were like really great ideas And hopefully some of them work out for you guys.
0: Yeah, the key thing to that last one is you actually have to donate what you say you're (laughs) going to (laughs) donate. Don't do it because it sounds good and you think people will, uh, you know, book you because of that. Um, Yeah, Yeah. the whole like selling uh, equipment stuff, clothes, things like that. Uh, Permission to um, shout out two apps that I've used in the past. Do it. All right. Uh, let go and offer up. So there are two apps that you can download on the uh, Apple or i or Apple or Android um, app markets. And yeah, I've sold uh, clothes and camera equipment both on both apps. Not recently, but I have in the past. I actually, might I sold some clothes actually this weekend, and I might sell. Like one of my film cameras, a Context G1, but I don't know if anyone's really kind of in the market for that. But might test the waters, see if uh, I get any any bites.
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't hurt to try
0: Right now, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I could use uh, some bones right now.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yep>.
0: And <laughs> anything that you, you said that you could link in the show notes will be linked in the show notes so you guys can um look at that as well and uh, tap on those links they'll take you directly to those websites Lindsay was talking about. Like what was the one you talked about with the Zales?
1: Oh yeah, that's uh, social native.
0: Yeah, social native. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes so you guys can click that link. Thank you, Lindsay, for that. Is, is there anything else that you 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 have to share on that topic?
1: Uh, no, that's yeah, that's that's everything.
0: That's if great. you guys
1: have any more ideas that you can email us and you know we can share more.
0: Yeah, email us at uh, hello speaking at gmail dot com. I know you guys heard that in the mailbag commercial, but we'll just say it again to <laughs> to just get it in your minds. Uh, cool. All right, so the next topic we're talking about is drum roll. I can't do the thing with the tongue. We're like, D-d-d-d-d. see, that sucks. That's <laughs> as good as I can do it. <laughs> um, but it is uh, rejection and how we deal with it. And would you like That's to start so on this one, Lindsay?
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. There's so many Dang avenues it. I could go. Yeah. You're, you're,
0: you're the lead off batter on both topics for us today.
1: All right. Okay. Um, I've, I feel like I have so much to say on this topic. Um, so I guess I'll just start with this. Um, so something that I've like learned about rejection is that there's small rejection and there's big rejection. So there's like already having a client. And like having a small creative difference with them to work out. And then there's like pitching to a potential client and hearing a no. So like something that I've learned about rejection is there tends to be less of it when you can back yourself up. So like with the small differences with the client example. So if you back up an idea that you have, the client is more likely to be on board. So like if they think that you should try a photo with like a yellow backdrop instead of a blue and you say oh, I disagree, like, I think we should stick to the blue. They're probably going to be like, I'm the client, like, no, try it with the yellow. But if you respond with a, oh, I originally thought yellow too, but, you know, I tried it and it didn't look right with the image. Then I used the blue backdrop and the subject was able to pop because it brought back the blue in the item and made the image more well-rounded and interesting. Then your client is going to be like, okay, wow, okay, yeah, let's stick with the blue. So, like, sometimes you can, like, change a something that's probably going to go in the direction of rejection into, like, a yes, just by, like, backing yourself up. And I guess this were, like, the, you know, small rejections.
0: And that kind of goes into uh, pretty much being prepared and, like, having a reason behind each, like, suggestion and stuff and and making sure that you cover all your bases. And if they say no, they say no. At least they, like, heard you out, you know?
1: Yeah, and at least you, like, you know, tried your best and yeah
0: and that shows them that you're taking like the initiative you know like they might think like oh you're just a person who like takes pictures but if you show them like oh this person actually put some thought into you know why they want like this color or this um, outfit or this location because they explain like how it coincides with what we're trying to communicate
1: Yeah, you you just, like, you look a lot more professional in their eyes, for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. So that was the small rejection?
1: That was the small rejection. But then, I mean, I guess with, like, bigger rejection, I mean, I, I kind of look at it all as a learning experience. Like, when you hear a no, like, you can maybe look at your pitch and be like, okay, like, maybe I'll try, like, pitching this way next time or, like, like it's all about like just using that information to like better your chances with with the next person. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not necessarily like seeing it as a failure, but seeing yeah. it as a way to improve, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Or, or to I go mean, back to the drawing board.
1: I, I feel like it's so hard to get to that place where you like stop seeing it as a failure, but like once you do, like you're gonna you're gonna succeed a lot more.
0: Mm hmm. So, yeah. Do you have like a like a I know we kind of talk about this a lot, uh, whether it's either on the podcast or just our own discussions off the air. Um, but do you have like a an example in your own life that.
1: Oh, yeah. Kind of like okay. implements those things. All right. All right. Let's let's get get in it. So. um uh, If you guys, like, know me, like, or have been, like, I don't know, I guess, like, following my story on, like, Instagram for a while because this has been going on for, like, I feel like years at this point. But something about me is a dream client of mine was to be on the photo team for the Cleveland International Film Fest. So probably starting since my junior or senior year of college was one I like was getting into photography and was like, this is who I want to shoot for. Like, I want to be an event photographer for this film fest. Like, I think this is the coolest thing that happens in Cleveland. Like, I want to be like a part of it. So um, I emailed them and asked if, you know, I could like have a shot. And they were basically like, oh, we're like filled up, like maybe next year kind of thing. And then another year goes by, I email and I email earlier this time so that they wouldn't be like filled up and like basically same thing. And then um, I talked to one of my friends who's actually like already like part of the film fest and I was just like asking for advice. And he's like, oh, well, I mean, there's still like spots to like volunteer. Like you wouldn't be taking photos, but you'd be like a part of like the festival. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'll volunteer like. (laughs) He's uh-huh. like, I want to, I want to be a part of this. Like, I want to meet people that are already like working as like photographers for this event. Like, I want to like be there someday. Um, mm-hmm. So I volunteered, and then sure thing. Yet next, the next year, I was like then a part of the team. So when it's something that's really important to you, uh, it's all about like effort, and you know, and you should fight for it if it's something that you really, really mm-hmm. want. Just keep going. Yeah.
0: So you just wanted to be, like, close to the action, right? They told you you couldn't shoot, so you just wanted to just be there and then try to make some connections. Did you bring your camera yeah. anyways and just I shoot, didn't. like, all like my personal stuff? What? No,
1: you'd think that I would, but I actually didn't. I was just, like, uh, trying to focus on uh, the volunteer, like, stuff because – the volunteer position was like honestly really hardcore. Like, you're there for so many hours and had like, like really specific like jobs that you were doing. Um,
0: uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and then was that the year that uh, was that last year? Or, no, because last that was year was two years right? ago.
1: Yeah, last year was my first year shooting. So it was 2018 is when I volunteered
0: okay so then then closing the loop on the whole thing is you actually got to the point that you wanted to be where you're actually paid to shoot the events
1: exactly of, of yeah
0: week or whatever two weeks however long the cleveland film festival is i should know but i don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh speaking of the cleveland film festival i still have the lineup uh the like the the magazine um of what all the movies were supposed to be for this year. Me too. Do you think that could be a collector's item? It's like, oh, <laughs> oh. No, this never happened because of COVID-19. This year that like,
1: never happened, dot, dot, right. dot. I, I have all the film festival booklets for the past, like, five years. The designs are always so cool. Like, I oh. can't get rid of them.
0: Uh, you can probably scan them, have them digital files, save some Ooh, space. Ooh, digital
1: know. files. <laughs> I'm just Which trying reminds to- me, when I, think- I was volunteering, I met the person who designs those books and, like, the posters of the event, and I was, like, fangirling so hard. I'm just like, what oh my it? god, I love your work. Who does that? Who does it? Huh? His name is... <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name. Bill Gensler. Um... Yeah, and he will sometimes, if, you, if you've you gone to the film fest, you've actually probably seen him before, because sometimes he'll do, like, the movie introductions before they start playing the movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, tall guy, dark hair, um, prominent facial hair. Uh, honestly, kind of looks like the main guy in Portlandia a little bit.
0: <laughs> Fred Harmeson.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: okay, He's got that vibe to him. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. I love yeah. that guy. I love Fred Armisen. Uh, I was just talking about Portlandia earlier this week with someone. Um, awesome. Awesome. So congratulations on meeting your goal. I'm sorry that uh, it couldn't happen this year because you were going to shoot this year's too, right?
1: Yeah, I was. I, I, oh, out. my God. I, I was so upset when it was canceled. I mean, it makes sense, but... I mean, the winters in in Cleveland are so hard and long, and you know sometimes you just cling to like one specific thing that you're like, you know what, things are gonna be okay because this is gonna happen in the spring or whatever it is. So for me, mm-hmm. like all winter long, I'm just like, whatever. Times are tough now, but there's always like the film festival. Cannot wait for that. Uh, I even like made my like schedule for it and stuff, and it was canceled. Oh, probably you. like,
0: what? You may, they let you make your own schedule for like what uh days you went in or like what you would shoot
1: yeah exactly um they use this thing called like the shift board so it's like every shift is like six hours of shooting and you can choose like which ones you want to do yeah it's kind of cool <laughs> i made all my shifts so it's like this is set in stone like we out here we ready and then it was canceled
0: yeah that's cool though i mean it's that they like did they ask you back or you had to like reapply again
1: uh, they they asked me back. I think once I think once you're on it, like you're pretty much like on it until you are like I don't want this anymore.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully next year. Yeah, next year they're changing up the whole setup too, right? See, it's almost like Yeah, Playhouse squares. Like fresh, yeah. It's, it's gonna probably going to
1: be like nicer, fresh. honestly.
0: Yeah, so something to look forward to in 2021 for you. That's true. <laughs> Unless I take your spot,
1: how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? No,
0: nah, I won't do that. I'm not. I'm not uh, a a cold blooded jackal.
1: We could both be on it together. There can be no spot stealing, but we could be on there together if there's Just a to... spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, um. Not.
0: So yeah, the yeah when you're telling the story about your reaching out to the Cleveland film festival um, and they were just like, sorry, I filled up. Sorry, not this year, maybe next year. Um, I kind of had that this year, like the first of that. And I'll continue like pitching this on a yearly basis. And this is also something that had just ended up getting canceled anyways because of the whole pandemic. But um, uh, the Cleveland art museum has a ballin' party every summer called the Solstice um, Summer Mix or whatever the heck <laughs> it is. I should oh, know this. Uh, so cow. Summer
1: you, Solstice. Summer there we Solstice. Go.
0: There we go. There it is. So every month they normally have a mix uh, on the, I think it's like the third Friday or first Friday. No, first Friday of every month. And it's every it it's indoors it's uh when it's cold um it's in the the atrium of the Cleveland museum of art they have like a dj and stuff there you can go and look at the art until like 9 p.m and then come back to the atrium get your groove on have some drinks um and they have like a dj playing music and stuff Um, and then in june the summer solstice um so the solstice is the longest day of the year in june so that weekend um on saturday like Probably the Saturday like right before the solstice happens or right after. Um, it's just a huge blowout. That's like what they focus on like all year. They put so much time into planning it. They have like musical acts playing all over outside in the by like the Wade Lagoon. They have a huge stage. They bring people from different countries, everything. It's just a huge deal. And I went for the first time last year. It was awesome. Talked a little bit about that in the first episode. I had a little too much fun. Um, <laughs> so last year when I did it, I had my um, my point point-and-shoot uh, film camera that just, like, fits in my pocket. I usually take it um, to places, to documents, like, stuff. And I just took some photos. It's on my website if you can go there. shameful plug. <laughs> shameful uh, plug. <laughs> net. Um, it sounded like the CMA solstice, I think. Um, and it was really cool. I really liked the uh, results that came from taking the photos. Cause it, 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 truly felt like you were there. Like if you weren't there that night and you're looking at the photos, it felt like you were there. Cause it was like all candid. I was just kind of walking around, um, photographing in the style of like Daniel Arnold, who is an amazing photographer in New York. He captures all of the galas on film for uh, vanity fair. um, And it's just like you're capturing unscripted moments. Like that's the whole thing. You don't uh, capture. You don't like go to an that kind of event, and especially like on film. And you're not just saying like, "Hey guys, get together, smile really big, say cheese." You know, like traditional event photos or and whatnot. And you know, I was catching people off guard, but they weren't like mad about it because they were just like having fun. They were probably all drunk anyways too. And I was just like walking. Weaving around through like the crowds as they were dancing to this amazing like Colombian band, and uh, it was just really fun. And because I was walking around and I'm really kind of not staying stagnant, um, and I had the flash on the camera, it had like a really cool effect with uh, like sh- slow shutter with all the lights and stuff. But the people were um, pretty, pretty sharp in the picture because of the flash too. And uh, yeah, just. I was really proud of it, didn't know what to expect um, and trying it that way. And so I had an idea of like, oh, if I were to approach, you know, uh, the staff at the museum, if I just like do a huge deep dive on LinkedIn, find out who works there, see if I can like guess some emails, send out like a mass email with like similar um, scripts like in the email, making sure I address them by like their right name and kind of have that proposal of like, hiring me to do that this year because it's unlike what traditionally they have in general uh, what they have in general each year from what I've seen and from what other like outlets send photographers to do is just the group photos people smiling acknowledging the camera the flash and they're, it's just that and I prefer I I connect more with just like candid photos at like events or parties rather than just people acknowledging that there's someone taking their picture and smiling directly at it like it's a school photo or something. So I proposed that, um, and I got like rejected from two other people. I'm actually was happy that I even like got a response. I hate when I don't get a response. That's it's really annoying. Um, so yeah, they're like, no, sorry, we have our own like staff photographers that will be. Uh, photographing this and I'm thinking like okay they might be photographing it but I don't think they'll be photographing it correctly of the way that the night should be like captured but that's my own like ego coming through Um, so but it didn't end up happening because of the pandemic and it's officially been cancelled which sucks but it is what it is and so always next year they might have a bigger budget for next year since they didn't do it this year you never know so maybe they'll have a budget to like hire me on but I will try again, um, emailing them probably around the same time in like February, make sure that I get in like a little bit early because it happens in June. And so we'll see, but I wasn't like bummed about that. It was just like, even if they said, no, I had the, like what you did, like I'll, I'll still go there. Like you still wanted to be like near the action because maybe something will happen where you meet someone. So My original plan before the pandemic happened, before everything got canceled, was to just go anyways, just buy, you know, two tickets anyways, like me, have, you know, whatever, have a friend like with me or something. And uh, then I'll just do the same thing, just like walk around, wait till like the night gets really like bumping in the back um, courtyard area by Wade Lagoon stage and just really just have like a handful of rolls of film and just do the same thing and present to them, like, hey, I did it again. (laughs) You um, can't stop me. (laughs) You you can't stop me. You can see the consistency in this. Hopefully, you will realize that, you you know, I have something to offer. But um, before I talk about uh, other, like, I'll talk about, like, maybe, like, one more, like, rejection thing. Um, But before I talk about that, let's talk about the word rejection. (laughs) (laughs) And get into the understanding of it so uh, as far as like understanding rejection so typically rejection describes um, an instance of a person or entity uh, pushing something or somebody away or out Um, and I think we can all like relate to that I'm sure probably the majority of people listening are going to relate to that in some sort of like romantic relationship or breakup but we're strictly talking not strictly but mainly just talking about as far as like, uh, like career professional, goals professional and yeah, professional stuff. Yeah. Um, um, so it's interesting. So I was reading, you know, a few articles about rejection and how it could affect like the mental state of individuals, um, totally related to a lot of it and could see, you know, where they were getting like all their like research from and, um, doing all their focus groups and studies and whatnot. Um, so I, I came across a, a term called rejection sensitivity, um, which is plainly just the fear of rejection, um, which we can all relate to. But going further into that, the fear of rejection and rejection sensitivity is just the sensitivity to rejection that causes someone to pull away from others or future opportunities. And that's just our, the way that we feel like shame or guilt um, or anxiety from past rejections that will keep us from going anywhere near that thing again. So let's say if uh, if I had my feelings so hurt from the rejection email that I got from the CMA staff, I wouldn't ask them again. Yeah, I wouldn't think of emailing them again. Um
1: Yeah, you wouldn't like put yourself out there.
0: Right. And I guess it it feels worse when you're being like rejected like in person or or the phone. I guess like email is a, like a good way to be like let down like that, but um like let's say we talked about this in the last podcast with Kate with uh, job interviews where I just felt so <laughs> terrible after like some job interviews where I just knew I didn't get the job or they already told me that I didn't get the job after being confident that I thought I would um, and, and future application processes, I would just be like, nah, this happened last time. I don't want to go through this again. Like, So I'm not going to apply to th- this particular job that I see on this listing, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a form of like rejection sensitivity in my life. Um, yeah, I guess we talk about it relationally, but... We're going to be here all day. If we do. Uh, there's not enough time in the world. Um, so, yeah, and, and I guess I could see the rejection sensitivity playing out, like, in, in our events that we've done in the past. Because there's always been people who came in super shy, uh, pretty hesitant to even, like, be there. But, you know, luckily they had a friend who probably dragged them there or they made a choice within themselves to just come by themselves to like one of our events. And then in speaking to them or getting to know them, it's like, I'm looking back at it now. There's so many people with rejection sensitivity, like the fear of not being accepted into like a social group or, you know, and it's all like kind of goes back to like our primal, like innate um, early human like habits and how our brains developed over time. Um, So I just thought that was like really interesting and it's important to recognize uh, rejection sensitivity like within yourself if you want to move forward. Because if you don't know the issue that's keeping you from something that you desire, then you're going to continue in the same pattern. Um, And another interesting thing I, I came across was that has to do with like the psychological effects of rejection is like ongoing and long-term rejection like has and I'm sure this is no surprise if I were to say this but uh it has uh deep and like lasting psychological effects that can include things like trauma, depression, pain response, anxiety and stress. Eh, anxiety mm-hmm. and stress <laughs> developed a list for a half second there. Uh, <laughs> and and abuse. Um, so out of all those things, I just want to focus on the pain response, which I felt was like fascinating to me, is that um, according to like, some research, like the brain pathways that are activated by physical pain, like if you just scrape your knee or whatever, anything related to physical pain, um, the, the brain pathways that are activated by that physical pain um, are also activated by social pain or rejection. So it, it like they would do, exp- yeah. So they they did like ex- many experiments of um, someone like recalling a memory of when they were like physically hurt, you know, whatever, fell off a bike when they're first learning, car accident, whatever, and then they would ask and they would observe their brain and the pathways that would like fire up on whatever screen that they were plugged into, and then they would ask them to recall you know, like a social pain, like where they bullied or, um, you know, rejection in like school jobs, whatever. And the same like neural pathways that would like fire up from the physical would do the same for the like social pain and rejection. Um, and so again, we can see like how people are so like hesitant to like get to know, um, other people at like events like that we hold um, or just even hanging out with friends, going to new places, whatever, risking meeting like new people is that it just, it truly does uh, incite like pain, just the thought of the possibility that they might not be accepted um, in within like a group is like too painful to even want to try to do those things because of the rejection sensitivity and that, keeps people away from you know happiness relationships like whatever and and it's it's been pretty active in my life Um, not to like an extreme that other people have experienced but um, it's a real thing it leads to many dark holes like I stated like trauma depression anxiety stress abuse things like that it can manifest in so many ways. Um, but I think in, in the way that we're talking about, it could, it's probably like the things most is anxiety and stress and depression. Um, would you like agree to like, I don't know. I, I've felt those things, um, before because of like rejection and I've fallen down like those dark holes before. Luckily I've, uh, was able to climb out of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I remember like times in my like last apartment where like I would seriously be like on my knees and like the kitchen floor just like crying like from like rejection and like I don't don't know what happened but it was like a switch or something from like feeling that way and feeling like the anxiety about rejection and and then uh feeling like opportunity in it and what I think like helped switch that was just seriously like listening to podcasts of like other entre- like entrepreneurs like talk about their journey because it seemed like a lot of successful people like loved failure and rejection like that seems like a common thread and mm-hmm. like that that whole like wanting to fail fast thing because like the more they fail and the quicker they fail like the sooner they'll have the answers of how to make it right like so I, yeah. It, it's like a switch. And I mean, it's hard to get there and to like evolve into that. But once you do, like the whole world is going to open up to you.
0: Yeah. And like, yeah, like professionally speaking, you know, mm, like sometimes we're meant to add to our experiences, you know, and like go in another direction sometimes we're meant to like reinvent ourselves sometimes meant to put something to the side and like say bye you know goodbye to that um so it's just kind of like having the wherewithal and developing the awareness to recognize like should i keep going with this do i just switch it up just slightly like how do i um go forward and, like, process this, like, mentally, emotionally in a healthy way rather than just, like, locking it up and just being like, oh, like, F you guys, whatever, you know. I'm just going (laughs) to keep doing the same thing and, like, taking it personally. And uh, would you say, and I don't want to be, like, painting with a broad brush, but in the context that we're talking about as far as, like, professional uh, rejection, the majority of it isn't personal. Like, people have their own decisions to make you know? Yeah.
1: That, it, that it's like barely personal. Yeah. yeah. It, it's all like, oh, like we don't like, they don't have the budget or like maybe they already have like a photographer that they use or something like that. Like it, it's mm-hmm. not all about like you in it. So taking yourself out of the equation is really helpful.
0: Yeah. And it, it's, and I'll be the first one to say it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um,
1: Yes, because I take a
0: lot of things personally, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, we're so good at, at uh, giving advice, but not so good at following our own advice as a human species. Um,
1: sometimes it's like it's like we crave to like feel bad or sad. So we want to like we want to like stay in yeah. that like I'm sad about this or like mad about this rejection. But uh-huh. like it, I don't know why that like why do we want to we want to beat ourselves up? or something. It's like the whole, we accept the love we think we deserve. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But try not to live in that for too long.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I always tell people, you know, like allow yourself to feel like what you feel, but know that you can't stay in in that moment or in that headspace for long. And it's different for everyone, you know. Um, But don't allow yourself to, don't allow that thought process to pretty much be like quicksand where you just like can't get out and you're just seeking further and further into those like thoughts and then all of a sudden you're like you know you don't leave the apartment you know in weeks and haven't reached out to any friends or you know um so it's it's like a tricky line to walk because every person is different but it is helpful to recognize like once you're rejected how you process that that Maybe try to figure out like why you rejected, you know, but um, to kind of like work through it and come out on the other end, like, I don't know if I would say a better person, (laughs) but a more informed person and a person who can take rejection easier when the next time comes because it will come again.
1: Um <laughs> hello old friend.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> but what's that song? It's like Hello something." Hello Darkness, my old friend. My old friend. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I always think of Dustin Hoffman in the movie The Graduate when he's like falls into the pool and he's like letting himself sinking down to the bottom and that song <laughs> is playing. <laughs> hello uh, darkness. It, and this is like when Dustin Hoffman was like mid to late twenties, so a long time ago. Um Yes. So the graduates
1: so, is like a 80s movie, right?
0: Is it? No, it's gotta be like seventies. Really? Yeah. Well, let me look it up yeah, real quick I'll build IMDB because this is important stuff that people need to know.
1: I wanna say like mid eighties. Okay. I've seen it before, but now but I like can't uh think if I'm right or not. Ooh, nineteen
0: sixty seven. Nineteen sixty
1: seven? Yep. What? Okay, wow. January. Okay.
0: You heard me. Um, whatever. So, whatever, man. Look, see, you're not taking rejection well right now. You got to assess. No, well, I want to for...
1: relish in it for like a hot second. Really soak in these negative feelings because I love it. I secretly love it. And then I'm going to move on and feel great.
0: <laughs> well, your <laughs> process. Just don't stay in that headspace for too long. Thank you. Um, yeah. So do you have anything else to add to that before we wrap up the show?
1: Uh, I I think we've covered it all.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Creatively Speaking Podcast, wherever you are. We want to leave you with this quote, and it is from my man, Confucius. So the quote is, when it is obvious that the goals cannot be reached, don't adjust the goals, adjust the steps. Boom. Confucius with the hot fire. Well, thank you guys. I'm Daniel Lozada.
1: And I'm Lindsay Poyer.
0: Until next time, create and speak.
1: Special thanks to Kate Hardy for designing our cover art and to Nikki Kubik for composing the original music for the Creatively Speaking podcast. You can find their info in the show
0: notes.